people of color don't have access to be able to participate at the same level as their white counterparts. So what we want to do is, you know, remedy that by literally taking these artists, these makers who want to have businesses, who want to have, you know, storefronts, who want to have employees, and really taking them step by step through the process of building a small business. That was Sheba Muhammad, maker of jewelry and supporter of other entrepreneurs like herself. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, and this is Cut and Paste, St. Louis Public Radio's arts and culture podcast. My co-host Nancy Fowler is out this week. Sheba Muhammad makes brass jewelry under the name Manal Jewelry. Earlier this year, she won a competition for female entrepreneurs given by Brazen St. Louis, and then a $10,000 grant from the Arts and Education Council to start what she calls the Makers Program. That's a sort of boot camp in business know-how for artists and artisans who want help starting or growing a small business. I asked her about how much her family encouraged her creativity. I was definitely raised up in an environment where um, creative expression was really was nurtured. It was valued a lot. Um, so my mom was a musician. My dad, he was a fine artist. My grandfather was a fine artist. And there's plenty of other artists, you know, in the family. So definitely I came up in an environment that valued art. And you started to study fashion design, fashion design mm-hmm. at the Art Institute of Chicago? Yes, But you found that unfulfilling at some point? Well, so I still love fashion design. And actually, I've been having an itch to start sewing again lately. (laughs) But um, the way that I sort of jumped into jewelry was um, while I was still in school, I was working as a visual merchandiser, um, focusing on jewelry. And I was spending a lot of my money with the place that I worked buying the jewelry. And I said, I could totally make this. You know, so I started making the jewelry. Then people started asking me to make them jewelry. And I realized, okay, this is kind of something I can do to make some money, you know. So that's pretty much how I got started. And tell us a bit about the the medium that you work with, right? Your jewelry tends to be made from fashion from brass. Is that right? Yes, yes. So um, Manal jewelry is fashioned from solid brass. Um, So I make it all by hand, all the components. I metalsmith myself in my studio. When I decided that I really wanted to step away from just doing it as a hobby and for fun, and I thought I, I might, this is something I might want to t- start taking seriously, I thought really long and hard about what I wanted to call it. I happened to come across a girl, and her name was Manal, and I thought, man, that name is so beautiful. So I looked it up, and I saw that it meant it was Arabic for attainment, achievement, success. And, you know, I knew that I wanted it to be an Arabic name. So when I heard this, you know, I felt something and I said, this is definitely what I want women to feel when they wear the jewelry. So it just kind of stuck. It felt right. Tell me about why you wanted it to be an Arabic name in particular. I come from a Muslim background. I'm Muslim myself. Um, My name is Arabic. Sheba is Arabic. When I create my jewelry, I definitely want it to be something that I sort of imbue with a part of myself. I feel that when I'm being authentic with the work that I create, then it communicates better, it connects with people better, and I definitely want to use what I do to connect with women and um, uplift women and make them feel good about themselves also. Tell me about what the Makers Program is and why you think it's needed. There are programs that are supporting artists, you know, especially in St. Louis, we have a lot of great programs that support artists, incubators and, you know, residencies and things like that. But being an artist myself who happens to make products, you know, and I make all of these pieces by hand, it kind of puts you in a really unique position to where 
you know, you want to get apply for the grants and get the funding and the training and everything to develop yourself as an artist. But there's also that element of business development that you need to have and that you need to sort of be savvy on, you know, how to sell products, how to price your products so that you can create your art and still, you know, be sustainable with, you know, your business or yourself as an artist and be able to support what you're doing. So that's where the Makers Program comes in. It's actually a series of 12 workshops over a period of 12 weeks. Um, And the workshops include things like branding, marketing, finances, bookkeeping, you know, so and wholesale pricing. So all of these things to really equip these makers, you know, people who artists who are making actual products to be able to then go on and, you know, have startup businesses, small businesses. And, you know, really the long term goal, I want to mention the long term goal of the makers program is really to equip these artists of colors, uh, especially with the skills that they need to then be able to enter the startup space in St. Louis. When you know, when we look at statistics, we see that people of color don't have access to be able to participate at the same level as their white counterparts. So what we want to do is, you know, remedy that by literally taking these artists, these makers who want to have businesses, who want to have, you know, storefronts, who want to have employees and really taking them step by step through the process of building a small business with the unique consideration that they are artists making products. As, as a woman in that space, as a woman of color in that space, mm. what additional obstacles might you have to deal with? Oh, man. So quite a few obstacles, really. Uh, you Is know, it things like access to loans? and Yes. Yeah, so access to loans, access to capital, equity-free capital, investment, whatever you know, form that may be. It looks different for women, especially women of color, than it does for our white counterparts, that it does for men. So, um, yeah, so access to these resources, definitely. And so the Makers Program, is yes. that, that is specifically for uh, people of color? Yes. Is it for women specifically or not necessarily? So, so yeah, not specifically for women because, again, you know, this issue of um, being able to access sort of the startup space, the startup um, economy that we have sort of blooming right now is not necessarily limited to just women, um, but very much so people of color. So um, definitely women Please come, men also. Um, and we're not going to limit it or close the doors to anybody. So, you know, if you need support with your business, definitely, you know, this is a program that we want to be able to help people. Um, but definitely we're targeting those communities who need it most. And I looked at the your schedule of 12 workshops. It mm-hmm. looks very thorough. Thank you. Right? You, you, <laughs> me- you mentioned uh, from legal, branding, marketing, pricing, planning, networking. Yes. What is it? What is the culmination? What what are you aiming to take your group toward here at the end? Yeah, so the the workshops I really did design them in the order of how you would need to progress as far as your business development. So you start with branding. What is the identity of your brand? What is the identity of this, you know, entity that you want to create? And so we progress further and further. We get to pricing. We get to wholesale. How do you do wholesale? Okay, now, you know, you have these retailers. How are you going to manufacture it, especially being an artist and making these products by hand? How do you address that? And then we take it step by step. We continue on, do business planning. We continue on until the 12th week, which is really the part that I'm so excited about. So the 12th week is actually going to be a pop-up market. So it'll be kind of a test market where the artists will get to present their um, products to the community. The community can come in and support the artists. 
They'll also be able to potentially get wholesale orders. So a really sort of cool part of this is we want to invite in local retailers to actually come and place orders with the makers. So as a maker myself, and I sell in quite a few shops locally, one thing that I do hear quite often is because the maker, the pool of artists who are at a position to where you know, their branding, their packaging, et cetera, is at a level of being able to put into a storefront. It's such a small pool right now in St. Louis that a lot of the retailers worry about selling the same artists or having the exact same products as, you know, every other store in St. Louis that wants to support local artists. So really this is a great opportunity, too, for our local retailers to be able to get some new-to-market products from local artists into their shops. So is this going to be a public event? Yes, we want the community to definitely come out and, you know, support the makers and really enjoy yourself. How many people can participate? We're going to limit this first cohort to about six participants. Applications are still open right now. There are still spots available uh, for artists to sort of come in. And so if someone is hearing this and thinking, I'm not sure if I'm the kind of person she's looking for, what, what, what would you say to that? I would say if you're feeling like that, you probably are perfect for the program um, because we're really looking for artists who want to have businesses. If you are not sure what your brand is, if you are not sure how to do your pricing, if you haven't yet gone into wholesale and all of these are things that you want to do, then come in, you know, put in your application because you're actually perfect for the program. By the nature of this, you might be dealing with folks who have been discouraged at some point in the past or aren't sure that there is room for them in this space. Mm-hmm. And I imagine the, the part of the whole point of this is, is to welcome people in who might be somewhat on the, on the sidelines and wanting to get involved but not sure that Absolutely. there's a place for them. Is that a fair way to describe it? Absolutely. That's perfect because as an artist, a lot of times we do struggle with – you know, looking at ourselves as a, as a business and really valuing what we do enough to have that confidence to start taking those forward steps. So beyond this first cohort and this series of 12 workshops, where do you see the Makers Program going from there? Um, we really want to be able to, um, at some point, provide manufacturing space for these artists and be able to provide them um, with, even if it's just a small storefront, where they'll actually be able to get in, um, have their products there for people to purchase and get feedback you know, regularly as they test products and sort of develop products. But also, going back to the manufacturing space, um, that element is also actually really important you know, just me as a metalsmith, having finding an appropriate space to actually do my work was really a struggle. So being able to provide a space where these artists can come in and be able to safely uh, make their art uh, is really important. That's such a great point because I'm more familiar with this conversation in a, in a food and a farming context. Mm. But the idea of having access to commercial grade kitchens or even facilities for canning, things that an individual out there may not have the capital to have it be worthwhile to, to have their own studio studio or, mm-hmm. or, or metallurgy facility. Exactly. <laughs> but there might be enough of them out there where if they come together, you can really give them a, a leg up. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's, that's really the long-term goal is to honestly um, solve problems. So the Maker's Mart has the potential to be something really great for you know our local artists in St. Louis and really for the community as a whole because once we start to see these people enter – 
the startup space is going to have an impact for the economy of St. Louis. It's going to have an impact for innovation in St. Louis. It's going to have an impact for the growth of small businesses, you know, in St. Louis. So it, it benefits everybody to have a program like this supporting our local artists. That was Sheba Mohammed of Manal Jewelry and the Makers Program. And this is Cut and Paste, St. Louis Public Radio's arts and culture podcast, produced with help from our editor, David Cazares. I'm Jeremy Goodman. My co-host, Nancy Fowler, is out this week. Our intro and outro music is by Eric Hall. If you'd like to apply to participate in the Makers Program, you can find the application at themakersmart.com. We'll also put that link on stlpublicradio.org. You can, of course, find Cut and Paste there, too, or wherever you get your podcasts.